On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Andy Liu. He is a senior software manager at Vroom. Topic of today, we're going to be talking about helping mentor people from senior ICs, lead positions to manager positions. And we're going to touch on some of the skills that Andy wishes he had uh, early in his career now that he's been a manager for a number of years. Andy, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Amir. Yeah, very excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, I guess, you know, we're talking today about helping people grow skills, especially from that, you know, senior, you know, IC position, lead position into a manager position. I mean, you've been a manager for a while. Kind of talk a little bit about some of the high levels. Maybe we'll start at the high level of when you're trying to, you know, help somebody and develop their careers, kind of what you're looking for and kind of what signs you're trying to pick up on in terms of someone who might excel in a management role. I've been mentoring software engineers for a couple of years, as you mentioned, uh, being my management role. So I think I learned a lot through the years. And also I've worked with many different engineers at different levels as well. So I think I think the first thing, you know, that comes to mind when I think about this stuff is, which also from experience I went through, like kind of touched upon like, you know, what I kind of knew earlier on in my career that could have helped me to kind of speed up my career path into management positions is that um, I feel like a lot of uh, ICs, they kind of, they're more focused on what they're currently doing, very like, you know, the detailed tasks, right? Which is all fine. It's very natural. But I think uh, they get caught up in it sometimes. So, you know, I, I talked to a lot of my direct reports, I kind of, you know, be curious, right? Always ask like why behind some of the problems they're trying to tackle. Like, don't just, you know, take it as is and try to work through it. I think, you know, get different perspectives, talk to more people, so learn the problem. And also when you pick up different perspectives and speak to others, also kind of opens your mind up as well. Like, you know, there's multiple different solutions to tackle a problem. So I think always ask that why. I think that's very important and try to understand the why behind the problems, even from a business perspective, right? Exactly. And I think that uh, be curious, stay curious is something that I've heard a lot, especially from managers. And so I guess, you you know, we talk about the why and, uh, you know, being curious and staying curious. So a lot of times you have people in an IC role, they're very focused on the job at hand. You know, they want to meet deadlines and deliverables. For an IC to move into a management position, how do they have to shift their mindset to start looking at the overall business environment and how their particular role affects the overall, you know, business and, and maybe the roadmap that, you know, features they're working on? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great uh, question. So I feel like um, again, you know, kind of highlighting like the IC role and also like the dynamic there, and they're like you know within their team or within their pods, for example. So sometimes that you know, like naturally they're kind of like stuck in that team mindset. They only speak to like the immediate team members. So I think well, like one suggestion I I tell a lot of people is like you know it's okay to reach out to others cross functionally, speak to others, and try to get more perspective. And I think. Also, their manager should also support them in that sense, right? Kind of be like, oh, you should talk to this person from another team to try to understand more. And a lot of times, again, very naturally, they kind of just like, again, within their constraint to their team, they kind of just move forward. But sometimes it's okay to take a step back and kind of, again, view the problem at a higher level and, you know, speak to others to try to understand a little bit more. And again, I think, you know, sometimes better solutions comes out of that when you take that approach. Absolutely. If I'm a senior IC, let's say my manager is, let's say not a good manager, right? We, we, there's managers that are not good. Let's just actually, you know, let's look down the scenario of I have a manager that's, you know, good at managing, you know, managing above him, but not great at managing me. I feel like, you know, I want to get into leadership role. I want to develop skills. 
what should I start looking for? Like you, you asked, talk to other people and I'll just, just start being curious, but what should I start doing to, to help build my own skill set up if I'm not getting that from maybe my direct manager? Yeah, no, that's a great question as well. And also that I could relate to that very well. Because again, I think early on in my career, I had a manager. I was very like goal-oriented, like just trying to hit the goals and then kind of kept pushing me to get things done to hit the goal. And wasn't really supporting me and growing me in a way where kind of exposed me to like other people or speak to others in the organization to allow me to, you know, further my career in the organization. So, and then, you know, he did leave the company, but I had a, another manager that was a little bit more, definitely helped me with the, taking the other approach of um, trying to expose me to other leaders and organization and speak to others to learn more. And that, which definitely helped me with my career getting to management. And I think mainly, I think what I learned from that manager was uh, he took like the servant leadership style, which I think, you know, is, is pretty popular now. I think a lot of managers have adopted the servant leadership style, you know, which which is great. Like kind of pretty much just supporting like what I want to do, like asking me the questions, like how do I want to grow, right? I think my previous manager didn't ask me those questions. Like, where do you want to go? How do you want to grow? So I think, uh, you know, speaking from my IC perspective, I think you should ask your manager those questions as well, right? You know, kind of pushing for like different opportunities to grow. But like, you know, can I potentially like, you know, speak to another team manager, try to learn more and like be open about this. Like, you know, like even it's okay to switch teams and which eventually, you know, that will challenge you and expose you to learn different things, like, like from what you're exposed to on your current team. So I think just like, ask, again, kind of circling back to the original thing I said about asking questions, be curious. Yes, yeah, it sounds like, you know, obviously you're in a circumstance where, you know, somebody's above you, right? They're already in that position of a manager. It's always, you're going to get different personalities in terms of feeling a potential threat or they realize that maybe their role's in jeopardy and, and, and you just don't know the dynamics, right? But it sounds like the one thing that you're, you know, especially advocating for people who, you know, need to take that step up is to actually just be proactive. Like if you're not proactive, you might not be given the opportunity. If it's given to you, fantastic, right? You know, so maybe some organizations are like, hey, this person's going to be, we know that it's management material. They're going to be there. Whatever management material is, by the way, who knows what that definition is. But some people get earmarked, right? It's like, we think this person has what it takes for us. But if you're not in that scenario, you have to be proactive. You have to go and develop the skills. And I guess when you're looking at the skills, right? And looking at yourself, you know, when you make that first step into, okay, now I have the manager title and you're looking back at it and you're kind of reflecting on, were there some skills gaps that maybe you wish that you had kind of filled in along the way? Or maybe you wish, I, know, I wish I had this kind of experience because I, I need these skills that I just haven't been exposed to? Um, yeah, that's a great question as well. But I, I think luckily for me, uh, when I got into the management role more formally, again, I think I, I really did have a great mentor. He really prepped me like the right way. So he gave me time, you know, like, you know, go take these uh, training courses that helps with management, you know, like management essential type of trainings or like um, I took a couple of courses on at that time was um, Linda, but now, you know, it's LinkedIn learning now, but, um, you know, there's some great material prepping you to be stepping into a management role. So I definitely took some good um, training courses on that, that, that helped me. Like, for example, um, the one course I took was like the first 90 days of becoming a manager. Like, what are some things that, you, you know, you can do that will help you transition more naturally into management? So I think, uh, you know, taking those courses definitely really helped. Gotcha. Makes sense. So obviously, it seems like, you know, you got to, no one uh, goes into management having that experience. So you've got to get someplace. So you started uh, 
you know, taking on your, obviously your manager directed you, but nonetheless, you would actually recommend people start taking some of the basic training materials, take some courses first 90 days of becoming a manager. I'm just curious, when you mentioned your first 90 days, how was that experience like? I mean, obviously you took some training. It sounds like you had a great manager that mentored you. Once you're in that first 90 days, what's that experience, if you can recall at this point, because I know you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. So again, I feel like I take that mentality also with like change management, right? Like, you know, when something changes, I take that first 90 day approach, like how you should break it down into little stages. So, um, you know, the three main stages I take is like uh, the first uh, 30 days, you kind of um, just uh, learn, see what's going on with the teams. And then the next uh, 60 days, then you think about um, ways that you can introduce changes. And then lastly, it's kind of like review, like, you know, uh, the last nine days, like anything that you have introduced, did it help, did it not, or any additional things that you want to improve to make the team, work with the team even even better. Absolutely. I think the one thing that also might be true, like on the flip side of this is, you know, someone who wants to be a manager, maybe they're just not, they don't have the right temperament, right? And I think a lot of times people advance in their careers and they're like, well, what's the next step? I'm going to be a manager. I mean, I, that's where I need to go. I need to move up the ladder. You've had some nice sized teams you've managed, but when you have somebody who, let's say, maybe shouldn't be a manager, really, you know, has other attributes, could do other things, like, well, how's that conversation go? I mean, obviously, there's leader, you know, technical leadership that they can go into without being a manager, but is that something you've had to come across? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So um, I think the way I mentor people and kind of coach people is all right, like in the software engineering uh, field, there's two tracks you could go down, right? Like the management, people management round, or like the more technical track where you just manage like projects. You also work with, obviously you have to work with people, but if you do decide to go the people management route, there are different like uh, skills or different uh, kind of training you should uh, get exposed to, to be successful there. And it's not easy, right? When I explain these two different tracks, uh, you know, I think with people management, there's tons of different personalities that you have to like learn to kind of work with. So I think the first thing I tell everybody is like, which I, I think you know, recently I've been pushing more and more is about like understand yourself first, like what your style personality is, and then how, based on your own personality, how can you flex to be able to work with others? You know, I think there's a lot of material out there as well, kind of like take personality tests or you take a working style test that you kind of define or categorize you into a specific uh, personality style. And then they'll kind of give you like your strengths and weaknesses and you kind of just like play on from there. And then, of course, there's tons of like material out there or the stuff that they kind of pointed out as weaknesses, how you can improve or what are different things you could try differently to kind of improve. Absolutely. I guess the one challenge now that you know, you've been a manager for a while is, you know, obviously you become more hands off gradually as, as much as you want to hold that hands on component. <laughs> I know it's a push pull battle, but how, how do you and I get this question a lot from people is, is how to kind of stay, you know, keep the skills fresh, keep yourself kind of involved with the technology without being directly involved in the, uh, you know, IC type uh, development role. How, how does that work for you? Yeah. So uh, again, I, I take the people first approach. So by taking that approach, like I speak to my direct reports, I work with people very closely. So, you know, a lot of the conversations we have does get very technical and I kind of use that, like those conversations help me stay connected and stay hands-on in a way, even though I'm not really coding. But like, you know, we'll, we'll discuss and then potentially they'll show me some code where I'm looking at it. Sometimes I use those situations to help me stay uh, connected. But I'm also pretty active, like, you know, kind of follow certain people and certain uh, like topics on different uh, channels out there, you know, like in Twitter or 
Uh, there's some resources that you know I kind of follow as well, like InfoQ is a really good uh, resource. You know, kind of stay on top of like new technologies and kind of new um, like new practices. So you know, there's a couple of different ways that you can stay connected. I was going to ask you. You've benefited from you know having great mentors to get you. You know, you're a senior manager right now. You've been in management for a while. Personally speaking, like you know, you want to progress forward. What do you do? in terms of developing your own skills and kind of trying to get to the next level of your management track or your kind of your goals in your career? Like, do you seek out a mentor at this point? I know you're big on being proactive and kind of, you know, self-learning. Is that kind of the path you're taking now? I feel like, you know, everything is opportunistic. So, um, you know, this is one thing, again, I tell everybody as well, like when you see an opportunity open up, you know, go for it or else it's going to slip by, right? And you may miss it. So I think uh, for me, like, you know, well, again, working with my managers, kind of like finding those opportunities and then I'll proactively kind of reach out, like, you know, can I take that opportunity to either learn? Can I speak to more uh, different you know, leaders, kind of expose me to, you know, these different uh, situations that can help me grow myself? Like, you know, bigger projects, different programs and stuff like that. I think what's interesting when you talk about, you know, the management side is seeing different environments, different dynamics to be able to have an idea of how you'd manage and kind of steer the situation. I think, you know, when you take that first management job, a lot of it's, you know, I ha- you have some preconceived notions of what you want to happen or, you know, in theory, this is what I do. And then all of a sudden you're in it and you mentioned your first 90 days and trying to establish some, some parameters. And sometimes the transition in those first 90 days, because obviously you've been, you know, maybe peers with the people now you're managing is an interesting dynamic because all of a sudden you went from, hey, you know, one day we're sitting you know, side by side to now I'm your manager. Do you recall that as, as you were becoming a manager in terms of kind of now just the relationships, that, you know, shifting from, you know, that perspective? Yeah, yeah, that, I did go through that. <laughs> like a little earlier on my management career, um, you know, I was working very closely with the team and then, you know, I did get promoted. So I worked with, uh, you know, my peer on that same team for, wow, like maybe 10 plus years. And then, you know, decision was made that, okay, you know, you're going to go into people management, you will manage him, right? So I think for me, you know, um, it was a little earlier on in my management career as well. So like I, I was also kind of trying to figure things out. So, <laughs> but again, you know, with my people first approach, it doesn't matter, right? Like I want to get personal with my, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, teammates, my direct reports get that personal relationship going first, and then we'll work from there. And obviously, I've adopted the servant leadership uh, style. It's, you know, once I, I'm in the role of managing you as a people manager, like, how can I support you? Like, in any way I can, in my power, to support you, to grow you. So again, I've learned a lot of things over the years, uh, different techniques, different tools to kind of help them to kind of find out how, you know, where they want to grow, what they want to grow to. So I've also learned, you know, people also have their own uh, motivations, their own ambitions. So everyone have their own paces. So it's kind of like understanding that and then helping them to grow. Absolutely. Awesome, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on and kind of chatting with us about this area. I know a lot of people, everyone wants to move up. And sometimes you're always not in an environment or situation where the path is clear or you, you have somebody who's helping you. So hopefully this helps somebody out there who's uh, you know trying to progress. If if somebody has a question, you know, can they reach out to you via LinkedIn, Twitter? Is there any preferred avenue that somebody could maybe reach out and ask you a follow-up question? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn now, actually. Um, so yeah, I'm you know definitely open. Anyone has any questions or 
want to run some ideas by me, I'm more than open to talk on LinkedIn. Awesome, man. We'll post that in the show notes. Appreciate you being on. Thank you for that. And that's today's episode. We're going to be back again with a different episode, different guests, different set of topics. Two things I'm always asking from everyone is uh, one, I'm getting topics that are coming in and it's awesome because uh, I just have to go find guests to kind of speak to them. That's easier than me coming up with topics. So I, I appreciate that. And I don't know where the subscribers or where people are listening to the podcast or I never envisioned people, you know, kind of subscribing to the levels they are, but it's an amazing growth. So thank you for listening, subscribing. You know, if you're listening to it for the first time, subscribe. That's really the best way this podcast grows and hopefully we can help others. And we'll be back again uh, next time. Thanks.